Hello and welcome to the Mixera Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-host for tonight is just me and my anchorman, Kev. The youngins are out on vacation for now. We'll holler back at them soon. For tonight's episode, we're going to be doing our Billboard's Top 10 Album Review for August 2021. And then we have a new segment that we call Old Heads Perspective. Kev, tell them where they can reach us on social media. You can reach us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap and on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. All right. That's what's up, Kev. Appreciate that. So let's jump into it with the top 10 Billboard rap albums for August 2021. At number 10, we got Legends Never Die. And that's our boy Juice World at number nine. Hollywood is Bleeding by Post Malone. We got at number eight, A Gangster's Pain by our boy Moneybag Yo. At number seven, My Turn by Little Baby. All of these we've already done reviews on. At number six, which we've already reviewed, there's our man Polo G with Hall of Fame. At number five, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by our man Pop Smoke. At number four, Just a Matter of Slime by YNW Melly. We have not reviewed him, so let's jump into it. And this is going to be a stream or no stream segment. So here we go with YNW Melly. Alright, and that was Murder on My Mind by YNW Melly from his album Just a Matter of Slime. So let's jump into it with our anchor man. Kev, what are your thoughts on the album Just Another Just a Matter of Slime? Kev, so tell me, what are your thoughts on Just a Matter of Slime by YNW Melly? Uh, I'm going to have to do a no stream for this one. It just, I, I guess it just it just seems very, I guess, in this new age cookie cutter type of format is nothing refreshing or new or just something different. It's nothing really different. It, I mean, it just fits the mold. It, it's the singing, it's the sound, it's the content and everything. And I mean, like I can go listen to anybody else and don't have to really have to pay attention to this. So it doesn't, it's nothing that kind of gets me going. So it's a no for me. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that, Kevin. For me as well, it's a no stream. Uh, I gave the album a, a pretty decent chance. I listened to it a couple days in a row and I just, I couldn't get, I mean, there's some there's some bright points on the album, but uh, just not enough to really give you, the, you know, a, a, a full, like, go out and stream the whole project. It's just not there. Uh, I do think that he had a, he had um, a feature from Lil Uzi Vert that was okay. Um, he had another, oh, that, there was one bright 
light of the album, and that was his uh, track that he did with um, with um, Kevin Gates. Now that track I thought was pretty nice, but again, I, that that, that song is going to make the charts. So enjoy it when it's on the charts. But in general, it's just not something I would tell you to go out and 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 stream, waste your time streaming the whole track. Just listen to what the highlights are and keep it moving on him. He, he's you know maybe we'll see some growth from him as he moves forward. Just you know I'm not there with that. So with that, we'll move on to the number three album for Billboard's top 10 rap albums for August 2021. And that is The Voice of the Heroes by our man Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, which we've already reviewed. And then at number two, Long-Term's Effect of Suffering by the Suicide Boys. And here we go. Honey I'm a fuck boy. Motherfucker look like they can trust boss. Yeah, full of hate, I'm a kill job. Sicky bad on base like a hot boy. All right, and that was the Suicide Boys with materialism as the means to an end from their album, Long-Term Effects of Suffering. It's at number two on the charts. And I just like to say for me, jumping out here first and putting my two cents in it, that the production on this album was very, very good. Wasn't amazing, but very, very good. Uh, the vision that these young men are going through, I get where they're at. They're like, uh, you know, suicide rap or suicide rock, whatever you want to call it. Um, I get their, their concept. <laughs> it's just so much of it out here. It, it, it just doesn't give me a, a sense of of individuality from it. Uh, it pretty much was the same, same old, same old repetitive type uh, sound and imagery. So, you know, for me, it's definitely a no stream. It's just not there. I, I just, I, I think that people have found a way to formulate songs and they don't want to go outside the box. And with that, you know, we're going to move on. Kev, my anchorman, what are your thoughts Stream or no stream on long-term effects of suffering by the Suicide Boys. I think that I'm I'm right there with with you on this one. You you could you could see the direction that they wanted to go in, but it was just something didn't seem it didn't seem like they were staying on the course. You know what I mean? And I I, I don't know. I, I mean, as much as I want to give it a chance, it's it's kind of hard to say. Yes. I mean, for as of right now, I'm saying no, but I, I, but it's something I want to revisit, you know, what I'm saying down the line. But today it's a no for me because it's just like I, I'm not I'm not there with the direction they were trying to go in. No, I totally feel you on that, Kev. It's just uh, a tough situation with these young men. I definitely think that they have some talent. I got that they were put spitting lyrics. It's just the vision was so blurry and the imagery was just not as clear as it could have been, you know? So right, I fit right. you on that. All right. So let's move on to the number one spot for billboards, top 10 rap albums for August, 2021. And that is F love by the kid Leroy. Yeah. 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 
wish I could, this shit affects me every day Yeah, I wish there was a way I could take away the pain Yeah, I wish there was a way I could give you everything Damn, I wish there was a way I could tell you everything But I can't I wish I could, this shit affects me every day Every night I saw it All right, and that was I Wish by the Kid Leroy from his album, F Love. I'm going to jump in again first on this one and just say that as far as the radio is concerned, what this young man has put together is radio friendly. This is what the young kids want to hear. You know, for us old heads, we're not a huge fan of the singing and rapping on the same tracks, but he's done it flawlessly for two or three albums now. And uh, this one has shown some some amount of growth. And this particular track, I wish, is uh, very inspiring. You hear it on TikTok a lot. Uh, a lot of people enjoy it. And uh, I don't mind it, you know, in small doses. I can definitely feel what he tried to put down. Uh, again, just very, very good production on his um, project. Very good production. The um, the producers, I think they match him up very well for what his capabilities are. And I think that's important in today's music that we can definitely tell very easily when the producer is not pushing or placing the right track for these younger artists to uh, rhyme over. So. With that, we'll move on to our anchorman. Kev, Kev, what are your thoughts on the album F Love by The Kid Leroy? I hate to sound, I don't want to sound too negative, but it's, it's just, I, yeah, it, yes. I, and I can, I can, once again, I can agree with you that the producer and the rapper are, um, they have a nice gelling mix and they have, they have the chemistry to make uh, radio hits that, could give this young man uh, um, a career where he's going to make money, where he's going to be, you know, probably have guest spots on TV shows, and and he's going to have a he's it's going to be long, more likely he's going to have longevity, not because it was you know he said something that was just out of this world or you know or he just made this incredible music, but it's just he he was he was better than average, but he's not problematic. You know what I mean? And, and 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 I mean it's it's a talent in itself because it's a lot of people who are who are towing the line or who are just average, and they don't have long careers. But to kind of find that medium between great and average, I mean, you could sit near, and I mean, like you know, nothing against Rick Ross, but Rick Ross is not great but he's a, a little above average and we see the kind of career he has, you know what I mean? So this, you know, Kid Leroy could be the new Rick Ross, you know what I mean? So for now, I'm going to go stream. I'm going to stream it because I think that, I think that Kid Leroy is going to, is going to have a career where you're going to see moments where you're going to be like, okay, I can see, you know, where this guy's career can go. So for me, it's going to be a stream for now. Definitely feel you on that, Kevin. It's definitely a stream for me as well. I think it was enough in the project that it's worth you listening to the entire project. And with that, that is our top Billboard's top 10 rap albums for August 2021. 
right. So now we're going to move into our next segment and we're calling this next segment the old heads perspective. And we're going to let our anchorman Kev lead us on this one. So, Kev, what are we discussing tonight? Kind of some of the albums that, you know, that we're kind of enjoying at the moment, but it's just not just the uh, the typical artists that we kind of normally favor, you know. Um, yes, right now, you know, both of us are enjoying the new Nas King Disease album, but um, another album that I kind that I like by a younger artist is uh, ESTG. You know, I've seen his name pop up in so many places, and it and it kind of made me intrigued to listen to his album, and it has a similar sound to what's going on out here but it was still something about what he was doing that kind of be that kind of like i feel like it set him it set him apart from everybody else and and i can see the hype you know what i mean like you know all these people like you know this kid he's next so he's he's gonna be the hottest thing and i can kind of see it now the only thing i really didn't like about the album it was it was very long some people i don't feel like they should have no more than 10 songs and he's one of those people no doubt <laughs> um you know some you know it's just you know i i, I don't understand the mu- music industry now it's you know uh some of these guys are doing you know 12 songs but it's coming in at 20 30 minutes if that and it's like what is this about? It's like, how, how do you have 12 songs that don't even hit almost an hour time limit? So it's, I, I'm, I'm like lost. I'm totally lost as to how these ARs or these, um, these, these executives of how they are putting albums out because the mode has been shifted and it's, it seems like it's constantly shifted, but I just feel like if the artists don't have the freedom that they should have, it's like don't break the mold, don't change the mold, you know. So, but that 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 King's disease is just what I'm loving at the moment. Um, it's it's the Lauren Hill, the Lauren Hill verse was just incredible, and, and and I like that the fact it was so personal. You know what I mean? Like she, you know, she addressed all her critics. Um, she addressed fans that have been wondering about her. I mean, like she just she put so much in the one verse that it's. It has to be like one of the best verses of the year. I mean, the only other so far, the only other verse I think it contend with it is that what Ken, um, Kendrick Lamar just put out with his, uh, I guess his cousin. That's oh, that's the song we can talk about later. But those two are just, you know, that's what hip hop is about. You know, when, when you could come in and get some things off your chest, but at the same time, you're making it sound like it's the last thing you ever done. So, you know, the young, the young guys are competing. I love that. I like, I love, I love the fact that, you know, ESTG was, was able to do something whereas he can compete with the rest of the pack. He can compete with little baby, the baby money bag. Yo, a little Dirk. Like he, he can, he could give those guys a run from that money just off this one album here. And that's kind of hard to do because these are like, you know, the big, big names in male hip hop at the moment. And and I can see that this kid right now is going to, you know, he might have a good future ahead. 
Yeah, you're definitely right on that one, Kev. I'm telling you, I think Yo Gotti got him one this time. You know, he's definitely stuck his neck out over the last decade or so trying to, uh, you know, put on some other younger talent. But this young man, uh, ESTG out of Memphis, man, uh, he's special. And I think that unlike some of the other artists that you mentioned, like Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, his rhyme skills for his area is definitely interesting. I just didn't see it coming out of that. You know, not since not since Three Six Mafia have you heard Cass really put it in like uh, this young man is putting it down. Uh, I think I do think he needs some help with his production and his A&R is definitely crazy retarded because there's no reason that they should be putting out that many songs for him. It's just not, you know, let him uh, put his artistry into his work and, and and split some of this stuff up. It was just a little too, a little too long. It could have been a little, it could have been, it could have been a nicer, tighter uh, fit. If, and if they would have done a better choice, I thought that there was too much space in between uh, the good songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For yeah. me, King disease, you know, again, we old heads, we love him. We love Nas. We Lauren Hill's, verse again like a uh, co-sign with uh kev definitely probably the best so far of 2021 again this has been a great year uh the industry has given us what we've wanted for a long time and i think it's just going to continue to get better because we still got some more you know again kendrick hasn't finished dropping he hasn't dropped his yet um one of the songs i wanted to get to you know big, uh, big boy and um and uh, Andre 3000 Outcast just put out their anniversary AT Aliens album. And they also did a uh, big boy also did a song with Sleepy Brown. And it was a, just a beautiful cut. And his skill level is still there. So definitely want to r- run back to that as we get further into this conversation. But yeah, that King's disease is just it's, it's beautiful. Now, they've been talking about I want to get your uh, your, your uh, opinion on this. They've been talking about he's back in the not back in the studio, but he's been talking with his producer about doing a Kings three. I don't think he needs to continue. This is my opinion. I don't think he needs to continue down this line. I think he should definitely move <clears throat> to another uh, realm as far as titling the albums. As far as I'm concerned, King's Disease has been great. One and two. That's cool. But the, don't don't do the Jay-Z thing. Just, just do you. Don't, don't, <laughs> we don't need you to keep making more and more volumes. Do more music and and name it what you want to. But where are you at on that, Kev? On that, uh, hearing about him um, wanting to do a King's Disease three. I don't think the title really bothers me as much, because that 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 was like the furthest thing from my mind. The biggest thing for me was that you know, Nas is at the tail end of his career, and he's putting out some of his best music of all time you know like these last two albums you can easily say they they beat things he had in the middle of his catalog you know so it's 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 i don't know i i really don't know i i it's it's this you know king's disease 2 was an unexpected surprise and and i think it was a good surprise but there's no telling the vibe or the chemistry that Nas and Hit Boy has in the studio or um, the things that they're discussing until it actually comes out, you know? And it's not like if there's a big theme behind King's Disease. It's just, you know, I'm taking it as Nas saying, you know, the King and his disease was either, you know, rapping or trying to get his point across to people to listen. 
you can have many different opinions of where you think he's going with the title, but uh, both albums, I mean, outside of, you know, uh, the lyrical aspect of what he's saying, it's not like really, they don't really tie into the title. They tie into each other. It's just the album title and him putting these songs together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, but I get what you're saying, though. Like like I said, it was the first thing from my mind. Would, would I like another title? Yeah. Initially, I was like, why name it King's Disease 2? But knowing that, though, you know, the success they had with one, two wasn't going to be that far off, and two wasn't that far off. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wish for another title, but, you know, the, the, the same series doesn't really bother me like that, though. Yeah. And I definitely want to shout out uh, Hip Boy. This has been the most solid production that Nas has had in his career. I do think he should have gave Large Professor more of a chance than he did. You know, he started bringing in a lot of other producers too quickly, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, he and Hip Boy are doing their thing. I, I definitely, you know, Hip Boy's on a run and Hip Boy's the hot dude right now. He and Alchemist are doing the thing. So. Uh, shout out to them. Mad love for their uh, contributions. Let's move on to Donda. Dropped. What time? When did it drop? No, it was just earlier this morning. Early this morning. All right. Early so, this morning. How many tracks have you heard? Because there's a lot of tracks on that album. <laughs> I know. Um, I think I. I think I'm twenty. Twenty, maybe. How many? Is it like it's twenty-seven altogether? Yeah, it's twenty-seven altogether. I'm halfway through. I'm 14. Um, I'm only at 14 because I'm trying to listen to him more than once. I even right. re-listened to uh, Donda Chant twice to get where he was headed with this. To me, it just seems like organized chaos. I think so. I think so. And I, but but at the same time, you uh, we saw the hype behind it. We saw we saw the listening session, the first listening session in Atlanta. The second listening session in Atlanta, the the one from Chicago a few days ago. Is he gonna drop the same day as Drake? It, it was it was so much behind it. And and I think that's what Kanye's flaw is. It's the um if you're not happy with something and you're unsure about it, then you can't really expect everyone else to really uh, embrace it like that. So, but, you know, Kanye has this aura about him that I've never seen really, not just in, in, in hip hop, but just in music in general, you know, like Kanye can pretty much do no wrong. I mean, you know, he, he goes on TMZ. I mean, he says some crazy stuff and any other time, anybody else would have got canceled you know they hit him with the cancel culture and we wouldn't have heard this person's name for a while but kanye says it and they'd be like oh man i feel bad for kanye and kanye's this and kanye's that and you know he he we see his relationship out in the open but then we don't hold none of the breakups against him it's just like it's almost like this man could do no wrong and and we've seen this before like he did this with pablo he he gave you Pablo listening sessions. He released it. He pulled it back. He edited. He released it again. I mean, like Pablo, I think came out five different times. So it's, I, you know, I get it. He's he's he 
he considers himself a musical genius and I'm not going to take that away from him. But what I know for music is this, if you prepare a project and when you feel like you're comfortable with what you have, you release it because we're in a culture where either people are going to totally support you or they're going to be on the road of uh, getting away from you. You know, he's lucky enough that the majority of his fans support him no matter what, no matter if, if the project is good, if it's bad, if he edits it, you know, if he edits, you know, three, four times, if these listening, these unimportant listening sessions, which was not needed at all, you know, the majority of the people have, have stuck by him in that. And that's great for a fan base, but at the same time, for someone who is always looking for a challenge, that's not good at all. Because if the majority of his fans are supporting his journey, then he's going to stay on this course where I feel like he can do whatever he wants and give the fans whatever he wants, whether it's good or bad. You know, the halfway, the halfway mark of it i i've i can honestly say i've enjoyed it i have looked online and you know reviews of a lot of people are split but it's kind of like you know i'm kind of like second guessing some of those people who are quite positive about it because you know it's just some people who just who just love him regardless no, no matter how good no matter how bad they'll support kanye they'll love kanye and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you you have to hold certain things against him or make him accountable for certain stuff. Like the delays, I believe you should hold him accountable for that. The how he edits stuff, hold him accountable. Him coming into an arena and in all red and stack pretty much jumping around. I mean, a little bit of jumping, but he pretty much stood inside of a, in the middle of an arena and play the album over with bad audio and you know granted he sold it out but it was you know that wasn't a way to listen to an album you know i don't know (laughs) you know i i don't know but i i i i'm glad it came out but at the same time i wish he would have came out with drake i i was looking for that competition i was looking for that that head-to-head matchup because um, we can honestly say, you know, outside of Jay-Z, you know, Nas and Kanye could claim uh, rap supremacy. You know, they could say they're the kings and you're not going to get a lot of drawback or, or fighting if 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 one of those two say they're the king or if someone else crowns one of those three guys king. You know, it's kind of like, OK. It, it, ain't, it ain't it ain't too much I can say against that. So if we could have had, you know, Kanye versus Drake, just like when Kanye went against 50, you know, Kanye could have did that again. I think that would have been a huge, incredible moment for the for, for just rap fans, just for music altogether. But you know, I I understand that, you know, them rap them releasing on the same day kind of goes into this somewhat beef between uh Kanye and Pusha T versus Drake but I don't think you know 
I, I still don't think the Pusha T Drake beef is there, but I mean, we'll see. It's going to take a couple more listens to get into because, like you said, that intro was. I didn't get the intro. The intro was more. It didn't seem like a gospel chant. It seemed more like one of those Buddhists or something else, some other sort of chant. And it didn't seem. It didn't set a good tone for me. But um, so, what you feel so far? Yeah, uh, this was unstable artistry. It's tough, man. It is really tough. I, I, we're definitely going to get into this next week. I want to give a shout out to our co-host, Terrell. He may get his wish. You know, Jay-Z definitely hinted towards Watch the Throne again. So, you know, it, it, the same thing with Terrell said a few weeks ago, that he is the best hype man for his own project there's ever been. The stuff that we didn't like as far as the listening uh, events was what young people just fed off of and that this album is going to stream well. They're not going to grasp the concepts. They're not going to grasp. I I don't know. Let me let me not jump out there and say we don't know. We got to hear from the youngins and see what they say. But the level of artistry that he put into this the level of production that he put into this so far from where I've listened to it at is at such a level that I don't know if everybody's going to be able to grasp it. I had to listen to a lot of this stuff. Like I've been listening to it all day, multiple times, different tracks. I listened to the, the uh, Donda chant uh, two or three times to get where he was headed. And I kind of grasped it the third time is that, yes, this was a Buddhist. So he is uh, uh, lining himself up with spirituality, not a specific religion. So uh, in the Buddhist chants, there uh, is a thing where as you go further, as you go further into the chant, you're giving the chant more, more circumstance, more, more effort, more uh, gravitas to show your, uh, your depth into your meditation. And I think that's where he was headed with the Donda chant that he went and started his chant and as he was rounding up the two minutes, he was going into his deep meditation. And that's how Buddhists do things. You know, everybody's not going to grasp that. Some people are just going to say it was a wasted two minutes. But I, I, I figured that that was, you know, if he put that much effort into the initial intro, this song, this album, this project meant that much to him. He wanted to represent his mother. And he did. I thought. That Lauren Hill uh, cover and Lauren Hill being on the album, I thought that Jay Z being on the tracks he was on, I thought all the features was worthwhile. I thought that everything so far is headed in the right direction. I have not finished the album yet; I'm only at fourteen, but that this project has uh, an ability to change the landscape of what hip hop is in the process of being what hip hop is. And that is the dichotomy when you're dealing with Kanye is that he can move the needle, but he also can stay in the groove and he tends to stay in the groove more than move the needle lately. I want Um, go ahead. I I, I mean, and I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, I feel like, I feel like, well, 
I don't feel like he stays in the groove of the current hip-hop landscape. I feel like he stays in this groove of the Kanye sound as of recently. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Like he's it's like it's his sound that nobody else touches his sound, but it it's just it's like similar. It's similar rhythms, it's similar beats. It's it's almost it's kind of it's borderline uh it's borderline techno, but it's it's like a it's like a watered down techno uh music that Kanye does that he fits into and it, and, it, and it does have very you know it does sound very familiar so i i get that um like i said i'm halfway through um i enjoyed it i am enjoying it so far so my only issue is that it's too long i just feel like it's just too long i felt like he could have broke this up like um Okay, I'm, I'm reading something now. I just found online uh, that Kanye posted. He said, Universal put my album out without my approval and they blocked Jail 2 from being on the album. So <laughs> I guess if anybody's having any issues, I, I guess Universal is tired of waiting on Kanye to put this album out because it just he just sit here, he just put something out saying that he didn't okay it for it to come out. Okay, <laughs> it, 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 you know this. You can't be signed to a major and not expect them to want music out. That's how they make their money. And waiting on you is not what they're gonna do. If you pay, if you if you turn in a project, they're not gonna let you get a lot of chances to to keep you know making things tighter the way you want to. They're just going to put the project out. And that's what they did. So he has to deal with that. And I get his complaints, but I think he put out a solid project. I think people are going to embrace it. I just don't know how impactful it's going to be on modern uh, lovers of hip hop. I think. I don't, but but I don't think that I don't think that, uh, to be honest, I don't think the average fan is looking for game changing music. I don't think that the average fan is expecting the next um, the next classic album. Like, I don't think the, I don't think the average fan today cares about classic albums. To be honest with you, truly, I truly do not believe they care about the classic albums because you know we, it, you know, I was having a conversation with an older guy, and you know, I asked him. I said, "What do you consider a classic?" And he kind of looked at me funny. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was just like, what's a classic album to you? Like, define what makes an album classic. And, you know, I mean, as great as the 90s were, 90s hip-hop has ruined the game for everybody that came after that. Because when, when you know, I think, you know, at one time I was trying to explain to the, the younger cats on the show was in the 80s, a classic was if half your album was good. You know what I mean? Like if you had if you had 10 songs, if five of your songs was bangers, people would be like, oh, that's a classic. Because the other five didn't have to be that great, but the other five, but we had music executives who could take your weaker songs and 
sequence your album in a way to where your weaker songs kind of gelled in with the good stuff. So even if you didn't really particularly care for the weaker songs, you probably didn't skip it. Or or even if you did skip over them, it wasn't like a major, like if you, like if you played an album from front to back and you only like five songs, the other five you didn't like, if you didn't care if they played because you knew it was going to be the next song after this one was going to be a banger. You know what I mean? Definitely. But then the nineties, we had the no skip classic. So the game was raised. It was like, if you put out 10 songs and front to back, if all 10 weren't great, we can't call it a classic, you know? And now we're in this, we're back to this eighties, I guess, reference whereas if, you know, half your album or 55% of your album is is great. People are going to say, oh, it's a great album. It's a borderline classic. It's this, it's this, it's this. But it's no, it's not. It's just like, where are we at? Like, so, we're, I mean, it's so much going on now. You have cancel culture. We don't know what a classic is. Everybody sounds the same. Um, you know, all the girl, all the female, I'm going to say all, oh, the majority of the females are either they're dressed the same, they are got the same type of material in their songs, and and it's like, you know, it's a select few that push the needle, but even those guys that can, like a J. Cole or a Kendrick Lamar, you know, when, when the attention dies down on what they put out, it's kind of like, okay, now we're back to getting high and, and, and shaking your butt all over the place. You know, people, I don't, you know, people don't know what they want. And I think people are afraid to say what they want, because if you say you're tired of seeing Megan shake her butt across the screen, you're going to sound like a hater or even, you know, all these people trying to cancel the baby. Like, in all honesty, it, I'm not going to say people didn't, should not have been offended if you felt some type of way about what he said on that stage. But the truth is, I don't think that I don't think that young man actually had any malice or tried to offend a certain group of people with what he said on stage. You know, he said something to the point of he was in that moment and say is what performers do. You know, it's it's what performers do like to get to interact with the crowd, you say stuff to get a crowd reaction. And that's what he was doing. Now, granted, it was, you know, it's a different time. It's a different day and time today. But if that video would have never came out, would people actually say he needs to get canceled? So it's, it's I don't know. I don't think today, I don't think people know what they want today. Or, or, or if you do know what you want, you are afraid to say, you know, Kanye's lazy or Kanye needs to stop playing these games with us. People are afraid to say that when actually it's, it ain't about him being an artist. It's about going in. If you are inspired to do something, go in the studio, get, you know, figure out what you want to do, plan it, make it. And if, you know, get a small group of people, put them in a room, critique, and, and, and you can figure out what adjustments you need to be made and go from there. 
don't have these big stadium listening sessions. So let's say what what he had three stadium listening sessions. So the so you talking about just a hundred a hundred k plus in Atlanta alone. That's not even talking about the Chicago show. So you got a hundred k plus in Atlanta and another what forty five maybe. So you talking about a hundred and fifty thousand people listen to your album live, and you're still not happy with it. That's a problem. Definitely. I just don't know where, I don't know where he's headed. Uh, I, I, I again, my whole thought was that. I just don't know if the young people are going to. I, I this album is closer to a forty, a four forty four, than it is to a uh, the voice of the heroes by Little Baby, Little Dirk. I just think it's it's a feel. I love where he went, but I think it was for people who are deeper into music than the average listener. I just think that. People are going right, to hear no, all I, of this gospel style stuff, and they're not going to show love to it. That's my thoughts. I, but I don't think that people are going to notice it, though. Like to be all honest with you, if I didn't know this was supposedly a gospel album, I wouldn't even look at it like that because it was, you know, like you said, you, you have to listen to some of you have to listen to some of the stuff again because the way the album was put out you didn't really know who was on a song. So I had to search for it. I had to search to see who the features were um, to get an idea of some of the voices. And then in the span of listed, looking for these features, I went back over to start over, excuse me, to listen to it again. And, and that's when I'm like noticing, oh, these guys are not cussing or these guys are not talking about the average stuff, which in all honesty, what 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 Kanye has ha, is doing right now with this album could which well let me take that back it should lead everybody who was featured on this album it should lead them down a different path because he has some of the youngest artists the under thirty in the game right now a lot of these guys are you know, either at the top or, or making some noise. And they're coming on a Kanye album. They're not cussing. They're not talking about sex. They're not talking about alcohol. They're not talking about killing somebody. They ain't really saying a lot of problem, you know, stuff that could be deemed problematic. So if you could come on Kanye's album for one or two songs or, you know, a verse or two, and don't say problematic stuff. Why can't you do that for a whole album? You know? It should lead to something, but I don't think it is. And um, but you made a point about this is close to the four forty four, the voice of the heroes. Could you kind of go into that a little bit more? So, just to harp on what you were just saying, harking back to that, the record labels won't let these younger artists do that. You know, they they want them to make the most destructive style of music for the culture as possible, and they're going to keep pushing them that way. But getting to the, the the resemblance to 444 is that the substance of 444 is the substance of Donda. Donda has substance. Donda has has levity. It has something that can take you to another place and make you a better person in hip hop. 
they can't afford for this to be popular. If it is, it could possibly I mean, Lil Dirk with Lil Dirk and um and Lil Baby did with the voices of the heroes. That was enough on the line. That was tight. I mean, that they walked the line on that one. He has now pushed over the line into this is where hip hop can go. This is where the culture should be. And that's just it's just not where the record companies want us at. It's it's too constructive. It's too positive. It's pushing us in the wrong direction for their. We don't want to spend money <laughs> if we listen to stuff like Kanye's album. That's why 444 was received poorly as far as the youth was concerned, because he was giving knowledge. They don't want knowledge. They want, hey, go out and buy you a Hermes belt. Go out, go out and get these uh, Balenciaga shoes. Go out and do whatever it is and spend as much money as possible. That's how we keep the economy rolling. They can't keep the economy rolling listening to songs that give you hope, that give you uh, knowledge. They don't want that. Well, I, I don't. I'm, I, I agree and I disagree. Um, I think that the 444 was a bad example because I just feel like 444 was Jay-Z's Hear My Dear. So if, you know, for those who are not familiar with Hear My Dear by Marvin Gaye, it, it, they, it, that, that, that example goes over their head. But Donda is not that deep. Donda is not 444 deep. Donda is more on the lines of uh, some of the stuff that J. Cole and Kendra Lamar does. It's more closer to their stuff than I think that album. But at the same time, um, J. Cole can have a number one album. Like, granted, this, the, the attention of whenever he comes out, it doesn't last long. But when he releases a single, it generates a buzz. When he releases an album, it generates a buzz. It's, you know, it's top one, it's top two um, for that a shorter period of time. But J. Cole can do that. But Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, I think the little boy is his cousin. He pulled out a picture and said, and all it said was family ties. And it was, it was a picture of him and Kendrick Lamar when they was kids. And it was this hype. It was like, oh, my God. A new Kendrick Lamar verse is coming out. And we had to wait a week for that Kendrick Lamar verse to come out. And when, as soon as I saw that song drop, I listened to it right away. Like instantly, I, I listened to it right away because I knew it was going to be something of substance. But at the same time, I, I, I had a feeling that, you know, Kendrick was going to impact this young man in a way to he wasn't this this, this uh what's his name baby kim baby kim wasn't going to be able to do anything subpar because you know whatever relation him and kendrick have kendrick was going to make sure he showed up for work that day and that's exactly what that young man did he he showed up his verse if he had a good verse if 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 baby kim verse would have been on anybody else's song it would have been a great, great verse. But compared to what Kendrick Lamar spent, the little boy held his own. But Kendrick Lamar and Kendrick Lamar and Lauryn Hill right now have easily the best verses of the year right now. I don't know whose verses was better. Both of them are 1A, 1B. But 
it's these artists can generate a buzz. Now, granted, it doesn't last long, and I'll give you that point. It doesn't last long, but people want to hear substance. People want to hear substance, but people, like I said, people are afraid to ask for it, though. They're afraid to ask for it because if you say something against Megan Thee Stallion, people want to jump on you. Oh, you're attacking this black woman. Oh, why are you doing this? Oh, why are you doing this? Oh, why are you doing that? No. Why is all her songs are, are the same? Like she just did a song called Thought-ish and everybody know what Thought-ish means. It means like, give me a pass to do something bad. But in the song she's talking about, she says, it's crazy I'm about to graduate from college. Why can't you do a whole song about you going to school? Yep, instead of a line. Instead of a line in a song talking about you about to do some bad stuff. But again, I think that's I think that's record label. I think that's QC or whoever uh, her management is. I think that's them. I, I, I don't think they want their artists to be putting out stuff like that. I really do. I mean, I could be in the conspiracy mode and I could be. But all I'm saying is that we see what's being pumped. You can look at the top 10 rap albums. You can look at the top 10 rap songs each week, each month and see that. You know, J. Cole could barely stay at number in, you know, in on the charts, period, for longer than a few weeks uh, that, you know, we'll see what happens when Kendrick drops his song. But uh, IDK's album couldn't stay at, at, on the charts that long as far as, as, far as the top 10 um, other artists. You know, King's Disease is not on the top 10 rap albums. Why? That makes no sense. But it isn't. And that's because, you know, the old heads is just not enough of us to keep them in that spot. When you when you got the competition of TikTok and so forth and the streams that go on and, and other spaces that we're not. So it's hard to compete with that level. I just want us to make sure that we really get into this album over the next week and give the audience the best opinions that we can over the project. I love that where we are with it so far though go ahead right um i i think that i think that me and you uh, agree for the most part but i think that i don't want to say the blame but i guess the source of everything is from different points of views don't get me wrong i don't i, I do think the record labels do play a part but at the same time the fans spend money the fans do more promoting than record labels the fans are not asking for this stuff. The fans, and and I think the fans are afraid of drawback in today's climate because the record industry wasn't always like this. We, we, we can't sit here, like me and you, we, you know, we know what, we know what this music was like back in the day. Like, we know there was levels. We know that rappers policed other rappers you know what i mean like if if you wasn't if you wasn't on a certain level you couldn't step on certain stages no doubt you couldn't you couldn't consider yourself to be a top mc or even someone who could even make an album like there was legit there was other rappers running up in other Rapper studio sessions and taking their debt tapes out and 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 beating up producers and all that like because there was an integrity among artists like you know 
these guys and these girls back in the day, they knew what could happen. They knew where this industry was going and they always practiced independence from day one. You know, even as these as, as our forefathers and hip hop was trying to figure out what was going on, they always wanted to keep it within, you know, keep it within this circle or keep it within this certain family. Like, look, if if, if it gets out of our bubble, we don't know where it's going to go. And yes, it it the the way hip hop has blown up over the years to become the biggest musical genre in the world and the world doesn't credit it as the biggest music genre in the world is disturbing. Um, I mean, it's like you can go on, you can watch a Disney TV show and you will hear a, a kid rapping before you'll hear kids singing. You can go over, you know, like one of the best albums I heard last year was from these Asian rappers. These Asian rappers, I couldn't understand nothing they were saying. These dudes were from China. I couldn't understand nothing they were saying, but they had these beats that sound just like something Q-Tip and Jay Dilla was doing. And I was just like amazed. I mean, I listened to this album from beginning to end, and I was almost to the point that I was about to get Google Translator just to figure out what the hell they were saying because that's how great it was. Just just like uh, three, two weeks ago, I was listening to um, some Mexican rappers incredible i i barely could understand the spanish but it was just the music behind it was just great the way that they was flowing was great i couldn't understand it but i love what i heard and this is all over the world i mean they, they're rapping in mexico they rapping in france they rapping in china russia black white it doesn't matter the skin color you got rap. You got everybody rapping. You got, you got the 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 nerdy, uh, the the forty year old version, you know, the geeky nerdy actors. They put them in movies and have them rapping. So everywhere you go, it's rap music. Everywhere you go, it's rap music. But to see, you know, what the people who are actually leading the industry as far as the artists go to put out content that doesn't have a lot of substance, it's kind of like disturbing. It's kind of, you know, it's like, you know, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to talk to my daughter earlier and I was just saying how at my age now, when, you know, when I was, you know, I mean, at my daughter's age, my youngest daughter is, is nine. At her age, you know, it's certain, you know, she can't listen to Cardi B. She can't listen to Meg Thee Stallion and she's a girl. So, she like she likes to emulate other women and or she likes to root for women let me say that she loves rooting for other women and it, there is really you know there is no young females it's not really a lot of young female rappers i can put in front of her to root for because you know a lot of the younger ones they don't have it they don't have a lot of clothes on and they're shaking their butts and I don't feel comfortable with my nine-year-old daughter looking at that. But at the same time, when I was nine, I, you know, there was public enemy. I, you know, I got a message. I learned something. Or there was a, there was an X-Clan or a Paris or a, a Rakim or Kooji Rap or a, a, a Big Daddy Kane. It was something 
that you know you could say some of their content was problematic but not all of certain artists content was problematic or even i mean you know i yeah i know the times have changed but it's like who can my nine-year-old daughter listen to not a lot of people out there <laughs> you know like it's it's weird like i have to you know listen to music in the car i can't play the radio you gotta play uh i gotta stream stuff through my phone for her and it's and it's like i don't know sometimes it's bothersome to me because i don't you know as of right now i'm lucky enough that she's not listening to this these these some of these um some of these you know somewhat i guess uh lower standard content of 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 rap music because it's you know in this day and age of um you know we still trying to get over this pandemic but you know as things clear up she's going to be around other kids and i don't know what these other kids listening to you know what i mean yeah narrative problem yeah (laughs) right right so right now I'm kind of lucky and, and, and but at the same time I have to prepare for you know the next 6 months or so I guess as you know as we're predicting things to clear up and she's interacting with other kids at school that I don't know about um what are they listening to so you know some parents let their kids listen to everything and some parents they police their kids but I can't share Megan Thee Stallion stuff with her I can't share Cardi B stuff with her I can't share cash doll or flow millie or mulatto their stuff with her because it's it you know it's it's very adult themed music and it's but there are no young females who are you know singing like uh rapping like a brandy type of you know with, with content her and monica had when they were younger and but donda's not gonna do that though donda could do it but i don't know like, I honestly, like, the album is so long. Kanye could have broke this album up in three piece, three parts and released one part each week. And I think it would have had a bigger impact than releasing 20-plus songs at one time. No doubt. And it would have kept it on the charts longer, too. Because I know today it's at number one, but I promise you by next Thursday, it's not going to be at number one. No. As soon as Drake comes comes out, it's going to knock it off. Yeah, but I don't think Drake's coming out next week. I think he's coming out in a couple of weeks. No. He um he uh he put in uh this secret message on a sports center commercial. It said Labor Day weekend. It says September 3rd. Okay. Supposedly, supposedly September 3rd. It's the rumor right now. I you know, that and and that's what I think. I think that, you know, kind of looking at Kanye's message I think the record label just leaked it because they didn't want him to compete with Drake. But I honestly believe that Drake was trying to compete. I mean, Kanye was trying to compete with Drake. I definitely believe you on that one. I'm fully in in your corner on that one. And I think Universal did what they were supposed to do because they heard the project. They know this can't compete with what Drake's about to drop. It just can't. Unfortunately, in today's climate of music, we all wanted to, but it just can't. I was just on uh, Facebook while we were uh, t- talking. Uh, he's getting eaten, eaten alive by these youngins. These youngins all think it's trash. They're talking about garbage juice. Yeah, it, 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 it's not looking good. But, really? 
Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, go on Twitter, go on Facebook. I've been scanning both of them since we've been having that conversation. Yeah, it's not looking good. Not looking good. But, it's, but it's, it's nothing problematic about the album, though. I know, but it's not what young these young heads want to listen to. It, it's pushing them in the wrong direction for where they are. They want the status quo. They want the the Y the YNW Melly. They don't want uh they want Tusi. They don't want <laughs> you know, they do not want uh uh anything that's gonna move them in a progressive manner throughout their life. They want to stay in the same space where they shine. I want to shine, I wanna stay in my twenties forever and I wanna shine. That's all I wanna do. But he put he put all the artists on this album though. No doubt. And I think that once the album is cleared, because right now, obviously, it's totally not clear with everybody because the names weren't put on the tracks. Uh, as soon as all that stuff is cleared, yeah. we'll see what happens behind that. But in general, man, I just don't know. Like I said, let's give it some time. I want to revisit this next week. I think this is definitely going to be a heavy part of our conversation next week and, and really, really, you know, sink our teeth into the project as a whole and see where we stand next week. It's a little early today. We're, you know, we're, we're, this is for us. So we need to, you know, we need to get the perspective of where the young people are on this particular track and, and give the people what they want on this one. But I definitely appreciate the conversation. Just want to thank every, all the listeners for listening. We're looking for a guest for the show. You can email us at, under a groove network at gmail.com. Again, that's under a groove network at gmail.com. Kev, tell them where they can find us on social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at mix, Mixed Era Rap Pod, and you can find us on Twitter at Mixed Era Rap. All right, and we really appreciate the listeners again. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>